You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. Today, we are very excited because we have Simon Gibson, who is the head of audience at Giphy, uh, joining us. Um, Giphy are the people that bring us all the gifts, clips, and stickers for the last seven years. Simon's been building and deploying Giphy's marketing and brand strategy across multiple channels, from PR to media to events. He's been featured on CNN and Cheddar TV and quoted in Forbes, Fast Company, and Fortune, amongst others. A musician and a UCB alumni, his most substantial fame, sadly, has come from a GIF of him counting on his hands. Simon, welcome to Marketing News Canada. I know personally, as well as a lot of our audience members, are already users and fans of what you do. Welcome. We're really excited to get to know you a little bit better. Well, thank you, Daryl. I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right. So first question, you know, I've said, I've said Giphy with a hard G, mm-hmm. said all this once <laughs> and for all for the internet, for our listeners. Why is it a hard G and not a hard J? Well, you know, I, to be honest, everyone at Giphy is pretty equal opportunity when it comes to pronunciation. So whatever floats <laughs> your boat, we're, we're, we're here for. We prefer the hard G, um, I think mainly because as we think about what gifts are in this day and age versus what they what they were when Steve Wilhite first invented them, they've changed context a little bit. They're now less for design and the old web and they're more for communication and expression. So we feel like the the hard G is the new definition of, of how this format gets used. But An evolution. Know, an evolution, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I'll definitely have to follow up with my team internally at, at my agency <laughs> and see how they all feel about it. So um, would love to give our audience the chance to get to know you a little bit better. How did you, Simon, get into what you do today? How did you get into marketing? What's your origin story? Well, uh, where do we start? So I, I've, I got into marketing very much by accident, actually. Um, when I went to school, um, to university, I was, a I started out as a, a math and theater double major and, uh, <laughs> based on the typical behaviors of students when they get to school, suffice to say that double ma- major became a single major for theater. Um, so, uh, you know, when I got out of school, I was, I was very much exploring, um, the arts. Uh, I actually, you know, started playing music quite a bit and played in a few bands, one of which, you know, had a pretty nice lifespan. We got to tour the world um, a few times and uh, no way do some really cool stuff there. So, yeah, it was a, a totally unbelievable experience. I was very lucky to have it. Um, but the singer of our band at the time, his wife worked at a small boutique agency here in New York. Um, and when we were off the road and hence not making very much money at all, not that we made any money on the road either, um, <laughs> oh, no. you know, myself and, uh, and, and one of the other, uh, one of my good friends, Toby, had an opportunity to, to do some side work with the company because they were, you know, for me, um, I was able to kind of join the company as an intern, just doing some side work, getting hourly pay. And, you know, this was in 2005, 2006, and this is like the beginning of kind of a lot of internet marketing as, as, as we know it now. So, you know, with a math background, you know, an analytical mind somewhat, um, 
you know, I got in, I was able to learn SEM from the ground up, like back in the days when, you know, quality score was, you know, CPC times, you know, click through rate, you know, the, yeah, early, totally. the, the early manifestations of that. And so, uh, you know, through that, you know, an internship became like a full-time job. And from there, I was able to really kind of learn the digital marketing space as it was evolving, you know, um, as display networks were taking off and and display advertising was blowing up into social media, into all these other different things. And just kind of very accidentally grew a career by by latching on to a lot of the concepts that were happening and evolving at that time. And, you know, here we are 15 years later and it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, that, that wasn't in, that wasn't the original plan, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that's how I, that's how I got into the marketing space. That's awesome. And then that growth from, uh, from a small agency and, um, transitioning into what you do today, what would, if you can take yourself back to kind of the mindset that you were when you were learning about SEM marketing, I call those the wild west days mm -hmm. of social oh, yeah. media and paid media. You almost didn't need paid media back then or you had organic reach of like 25%, which is mind boggling. <laughs> um, what kind of shifted in your mind to go from uh, agency side to kind of uh, eventually, I guess, brand side? Well, uh, part of it is like this grass is always greener thing that happens in marketing. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, the amazing thing about the agency life, which you obviously no, having a, an, you know, having built an agency yourself is uh, the amazing thing about that is the variety of work that you can do. And so mm -hmm. in my 10 years work uh, or whatever it was, nine, 10 years working at agencies, I got a chance to work on a lot of different types of clients and brands, all with different needs, all with different um, goals. And so that was an amazing kind of boot camp to see all the different ways that marketing can facilitate business goals. Mm -hmm. um, I think as I as I left the agency world, I was like, man, if I was at the brand side, I could I could just fully focus on one vision, on one goal. Oh, so foolish, so foolish to think that that's how simple <laughs> it is. Um, you know, because part of that is true, and but the other part is that you know, especially moving to you know when I moved brand side, I didn't move. I moved to a startup company. You know, mm. it was like 25 people when I, when I, uh, got hired, you know, now we're over a hundred people, you know, so it, it was a lot of growth that happened there, but also like, you just have to be nimble and you have to wear a lot of different hats. And, totally. um, that was another learning experience. You know, a big part of my career at Giphy was, and thank was, was working on comms and PR, which was mm -hmm. something I had never had any experience with, but by way of, you know, who's in the office that can do this? What space does this belong in? Well, it's going to go over to Simon in the marketing department. And uh, thank, thankfully, um, you know, as we've grown, we've hired some amazing talent. I work with an amazing head of uh, comms, Natalie, uh, who who owns and runs all that stuff now. And uh, we're kind of like the tag, tag team marketing group here in the company. But... So that, I think that was the biggest shift for me was, mm -hmm. you know, one type of schizophrenia into a totally different type of schizophrenia. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> shout out Natalie, by the way. Yeah, shout out. Um, what instrument did you play? Do you play? I play guitar and I sing as well. You still have quite a bit of time set aside on a, on a weekly, monthly basis to be able to 
get some downtime and relax and, and play? Uh, well, I'll tell you, Daryl, I have a three-year-old, so the answer to oh, that okay. is, is, is barely. <laughs> um, I do, you know, I, yeah, the reality is, uh, is, is time is, is much more limited than it's ever been, but it is, you know, uh, for anyone who plays music knows that whatever you're chasing professionally is one thing. And then the therapy that comes from being able to create, uh, and do all that stuff is another thing. So for my sanity, it's still, I mean, we're in my in my room right or a room right now where my guitars are sitting so it, it's nice having this and especially working from home now being able to just roll over there and do a little midday therapy is is really nice so stay involved i still write but it's it's a little bit more f few and far between uh compared to 15 years ago that's awesome to hear though that's such an important part to kind of retain in your in your lifestyle and your weekly schedule uh mm -hmm. to kind of it, it's meditation right oh absolutely so do, yeah. do, do you have a form of meditation? Anything similar? I play, I play basketball and, uh, when the weather's nice, I, I ride a motorcycle. So those are things to, <laughs> that I shut <laughs> off my mind and I go into autopilot. So I definitely relate. Have you ever had a, have you ever hosted like a power meeting at home, like a power move meeting while you conduct a meeting with your team while you like kind of riff on the guitar? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think I, I used all those brownie points earlier on in my career when we yeah. were playing shows in New York more consistently and I was asking my coworkers to come out and I know how cringeworthy that can be sometimes. Mm. So now uh, I, I try and I try and keep those things a little bit separate for the sanity of everyone around me. <laughs> got it. Got it. I got a bit of a lighthearted question that actually one of my senior strategists when they found out who I was talking today wanted me to ask on behalf sure. of uh, our strategy team. What is your favorite GIF of all time? Oh, uh, what is my favorite gift of all time? Um, where do I even start? I mean, Michael, <laughs> Michael Scott saying no, um, yeah, yeah. is, is just a classic. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. Um, for the sake of time. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, we could probably go into this for the remaining remaining time we have here. Um, I appreciate that. So let, let's switch gears a little bit into kind of what you're doing now. I would love to hear about, you know, what, what are some of the exciting company projects that you're working on um, for 2022? Uh, obviously, uh, within reason of what you can share. Sure. Um, well, uh, the, the quick answer is a lot, of, a lot of that stuff is up in the air at the moment. But I think... You know, we we kind of did, and I, I think you know you you had mentioned um, you were doing some similar stuff to this, which is we went through a kind of a, a bit of a rebranding exercise in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we work with an amazing uh, creative agency called Dark Igloo, who partners with me on all our brand initiatives, and they cool. from the very beginning created an amazing visual profile and and brand identity for us, which all of that has stayed pretty pretty intact with minor evolutions over over the years but i think the biggest change we we focused in on 2020 was you know up until that point our kind of our tagline and our our, our public facing mission as it were was you know this this element of all the gifts like we were a destination where every piece of gift content you could possibly imagine is findable on our platform and through our search engine and you know that was was true and a, and, a, and a big part of our identity for a long time what we ended up seeing was our platform expanded into different formats, right? So stickers mm -hmm. became a huge part 
of uh, media distribution that we were doing for the way that mm -hmm. people started to layer content on top of either their stories or in text messages or all that kind of stuff. And so that became a bit of a different format and a different use case. And even more recently, um, you know, we, we, we launched a gaming platform called Giphy Arcade um, mm -hmm. in 2018 or 19, I, I, 2019, I think. And then, um, you know, over the last couple of years, we've been working on our video product called Giphy Clips, um, which, by the way, as of yesterday, um, just uh, got integrated into TikTok's new library feature. Um, That's awesome. Which is really exciting for us. Thank you. So anyway, so, you know, as we were looking at, at, at that stuff, we, we realized that the sentiment of all the gifts had felt a little outdated and was not necessarily indicative of the many different formats and the many different reasons people were actually using Giphy. Um, and so, so yeah, in 2020, we kind of repositioned the brand to be more around this idea um, and tagline of be animated. And mm -hmm. underneath that were a lot of things that were exciting from a marketing standpoint. One was, you know, just like updating our materials and our and our, our, our footprint online to, to embrace that message. But also like it was a really nice impetus for a lot of different projects that ended up coming out of it. Because not only does it correlate to our platform and our values, but it also like correlates to this kind of call to action, both on our own behalf and on behalf mm -hmm. of our users to, to be more animated, to express themselves in different ways. Um, and that. so out of that, out of that came a lot of um, the really interesting things that we've worked on over the past uh, two, <laughs> two years during COVID, no less, um, which, you know, um, to summarize very quickly, you know, we're, you know, experimenting with uh, CTV advertising and, and, and looking, you know, testing that space. Uh, we launched a animated, a physical animated book. Um, which was a huge undertaking, an amazing project, um, featured awesome. tons of different artists. Yeah. And more recently, uh, a, a, an IR, or what we call an IRL installation, a kind of our riff on an immersive experience called New Window, which was taking out a storefront in New York City and um, working and commissioning an artist to install something in there that could just evoke emotion out of passersby and bring some of that be animated ethos into the real world um, at a time when I think people were kind of readjusting to what life was and is like in the real world. So that has been kind of like a, a significant North star for us in terms that rebranding moment has been a, a, a major change in allowing us to kind of get experimental and explore different spaces. I appreciate that. That's really good insight into uh, how you guys have been prioritizing the different messaging and, and along your values over the last couple of years. I'd love to to take the chance right now to, to learn a little bit more about Giphy Clips. Tell me more about that. Yeah, what Giphy, is it? Giphy Clips, GIFs with sound. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> right, yeah. And I guess, I guess the fair follow-up question to that is like, isn't that just video? And the answer yeah. is yes, but... <laughs> But, you know, I think we do, you know, based on everything we've seen and based on why the huge amount of people use our platform and our content is primarily through through expression and communication. And I think, um, you know, video, I, I guess I can go back a little bit, which is I think 
sound for us was in the early days of Giphy wasn't ever a priority because at that time people were scrolling on feeds, quickly going mm-hmm. through, trying to consume content as quickly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the to 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 stop scrolling and hit play on something just to get a brief idea seemed a little antiquated. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, you know, through all the communication platforms, text messaging, um, you know, messaging platforms, like all that stuff was very conducive to bite-sized GIFs and even stickers that said something very quickly. You could get to the core of a message or, or an expression very quickly without being majorly interrupted. I think a lot of the same is true now. Um, I would. The only difference is is that with the emergence of platforms like TikTok and Snap and the huge like UGC community, like sound is starting to take on is starting to become considerably more important and content creation similarly. And so sound hmm. is playing a big part in that. And so I think our our take on that is that you know there's no reason why expressive short form content can't or shouldn't have sound either so you know i think the difference in what we're trying to do with clips versus a lot of other video platforms is that kind of bite-sized reaction-based content that can complement a conversation or you know any form of expression um or creation uh in, in a positive way that that feels like it's born of the internet and is 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 helping people express themselves Absolutely. I, I love the way that you put that. I think uh, a natural progression that we've seen over the last few years is that uh, integration of audio being being such an underutilized form of expression mm-hmm. on social media. So, I mean, on TikTok, having that like robotic voice readover, <laughs> what, if you were to explain that a couple of years ago to people, they'd be like, what are you talking about? That'll never catch on, right? Um, and then now you can hear like, you know, a two second song clip and you think of a TikTok trend where there's visuals attached to it but you're not even seeing the visuals uh, it's been and then clubhouse is a whole other discussion of course of course uh, <laughs> this has been very interesting to see that so it sounds like this giphy clips is, is definitely something that is uh, extremely well timed and has a lot of good thought put in by your team. So really excited to start understanding that from my team perspective and also just from a marketing perspective. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Um, I would love to get some of some like thinking from you in, in terms of thought leadership since you see, see that all the time and, and you guys are such a big part of it. But, you know, what kind of trends do you see um, when it comes to brands that you follow and um, and marketing? Where do you think, you know, marketing could be going? Uh, well, and that's a very broad question. Yeah, no. I, and you're probably going to hear. Well, I'm going to have to drop a lot of buzzwords or maybe at least one or two. <laughs> But I, I'll t I'll t like quick, like off the top of my head, I think the things that kind of stand out for me right now are first and foremost, like if you look at the Super Bowl, celebrity and influencers are playing a big part. I don't think that's all that different than how marketing has been for decades. So mm -hmm. none of that seems like, you know, new or unique, but I do, I think it was telling that I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but like it felt like three quarters of the ads you saw during the Super Bowl had some talent included, some of which I think were expertly done and some others th felt like it was kind of like some form of force validation. You know, if we have mm. someone popular show up in a thing like that helps elevate our brand and convince people we're cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that is going to continue to be a big part. Um, I think the challenge there is like anything else in marketing is getting the right alignment and finding the right people to represent your brand and also like making sure it's a it's a it's an authentic part of how you're expressing the brand and not just kind of an empty you know plea for popularity um, but I do think I do think that that stands out to me as one of the bigger things that I've been seeing Um you know, buzzword alert. I think the metaverse <laughs> is, is, is the new wild west. I, you know, I don't, it's, it's real at this point, it's really hard to tell, um, what to make of it. I think there's a lot of brands that are experimenting in that space. And I think it's really cool to watch. It's really cool to see what works and what decidedly doesn't work. Um, mm -hmm. But it's obviously in a very early stage. And I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things like everyone, marketers and users alike need to learn about what this space is what it, and what it can be and how to effectively navigate it. And so I think that's going to be over the course of the next year or two, a lot of what people start chatting about and starting to build strategies against. Um, you know, at Giphy, I'm I'm certainly not doing it yet, but I you know a lot of our company is thinking through like what are the potential roles of our of our brand in that space, mm -hmm. um, even just you know because we're still we're still a startup at heart, and so we're always trying to to hack things and see see how we can play with different spaces and experiment. So I think that's going to be a big part of the conversation, um, and then for us specifically, I think you know the immersive aspect of of things is is really interesting obviously it's a place that we've played in a little bit um and it's also i think a way to engage a, a really interesting and creative way to engage users against your brand absolutely um, you know in a way that doesn't feel like you're just getting blindly marketed to so those are the really exciting spaces i'm, I'm seeing yeah i appreciate that um would love to switch gears 
um, mm -hmm. when you started in social media, it, it's so funny hearing, you know, when you shared earlier, kind of that path from a double major to say, you know, taking on a job at a small agency, just kind of on the side, it's very similar to what I did exact, almost exactly similar to what I did. But when you think about what caused you to be so passionate about social media back then versus what's what you're passionate about when it comes to social media today, um, what is the difference between kind of what you felt, you know, the, the I guess the potential of social media was back then to now what we've seen when, you know, 15 years later. Yeah. Well, to, to, to clarify, I, I, you know, it definitely wasn't social media that I got started and I've, I've been able to, to, to work in that space quite a bit, but it was definitely performance marketing. That was more yeah, SEM. Yeah. Started. Apologies. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's okay. I, but it's, it's a good distinction because I think the thing that, the thing that got me going in the space and allowed me to, to follow it as something that I had never done before was, was seeing performance happen. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we worked with tons of e-commerce clients and things like that at my old agency back in the day. And the ability to connect um, your marketing initiatives and campaigns with revenue was a really, really kind of intoxicating thing as someone learning the space. Yeah. Um, you know, that only goes, that, that only pay, pays off so far until you just, you know, it becomes ordinary after a while. Um, I think if you fast, so I, direct marketing, um, performance marketing, all those things I think were the, the flash paper. And then fast forward to now, you know, I think this is maybe like a bit of a cliche, but what excites me the most is being able to tell stories in different and exciting mediums. Um, I think, you know, there's so much that, you know, particularly at Giphy, um, mm -hmm. I think there's so much that we work on and that we're, you know, that we're doing where there are interesting stories behind them. You know, we have a huge artist community and a, and a team that works with oh, yeah. creators of all types. And so we've done so much stuff with them and to help support that community. Um, but there are amazing stories to tell just through that lens. Um, you know, we work with some of the coolest content partners in the world. And so there's stories to tell there. There's, you know, our vision as a brand. And, you know, I think one of the, 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 the parts of our, our brand itself, thankfully, is is being weirdos, you know, um, being <laughs> weirdos that. of the Internet. And I think that gives us a lot of freedom to tell interesting and unique stories. Um, and so then from there, it just becomes like, how do we try and tell interesting stories? How do we find unique platforms and channels to tell them on? And then, you know, just kind of like follow that, that thread a little bit. So nowadays that's what excites me the most, you know, the uh, sitting down with a, with a team of people, throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall and then being like, mm -hmm. yeah, could, could, could we, could we make a book? Could we make a book that gets in the Library of Congress? Do you think? And then it's like, all right, well, oh man, could we? And then, it, <laughs> you know, and then how how would we want to do that? What would it look like? How would we make it move? How would we make you know the pages of a book, a physical book, move? Um, so that, and then you know, the stories that you're able to layer into that become really exciting. Um, so I, that's kind of what gets me and 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 our team going on this side nowadays appreciate the share it's it's uh 
it's really inspiring. And I know a, a lot of our listeners will probably resonate with the fact of how your career in this space started somewhere else completely different. Mm-hmm. And then through you just being a creative, um, as you shared, um, finding a better fit uh, for yourself and then evolving to the kind of conversations you're having today. I imagine if uh, if the uh, Simon of 2005 got to talk to the Simon of today, it, it wouldn't even make sense what you were talking to each other about in terms of what's possible and what you get to work on. Yeah, I think that's really inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he'd be pretty confused. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. man. Um, well, Thank you for kind of sharing your insight, uh, talking about what you guys are up to at Giphy. Uh, I think definitely the audience will be uh, quite excited about what they're going to be able to utilize and, and see from from your company and, and be able to express themselves and be more animated. I'd love to switch to our rapid fire question round, if that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So no wrong answers, of course. Gut answers are, are what we want to go for. Our audience can find out a little bit more about you. One word answers, one sentence answers, one paragraph long rants, whatever you whatever you want to do and feel inspired to, <laughs> to answer here. So All we'll right. go right into it. Um, so the uh, the first first question is, what was your first job? Under the table is totally okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna say a Wawa customer service associate. So Wawa is a string of uh, convenience stores and delis in the Northeast. Um, the best convenience store in the history of the world. And I, I work I worked there so I could buy a car. It was awesome. Are, are they still around? <laughs> Wawa? Oh, heck yeah, man. Okay, heck I got to yeah. look. W-A-W-A? That's it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Very um, regional, though, so not surprised that you haven't heard of it. Yeah, I'm up in Vancouver in Canada. We don't have that here. Right, right. Yeah, not yet. One day. Yeah. <laughs> um, night owl or, or early bird? Night owl. Night owl? Oh yeah, what time do you, what time do you, do you kind of get to bed nowadays? Oh, um, I can't, I can't get to bed before midnight, no matter how much I try. Um, yeah. And usually, especially with with music, but even in in the in professionally creative things that I'm working on, like all the good ideas come then. Absolutely. When you're, when you're so drained that you just have nothing left other than impulse and instinct, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, and you're a young father too, so you're forced to be a early bird. Yeah, yeah. I, now I have to do both. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay. What was the first thing uh, you marketed when you were uh, part of that SCM company? Oh, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was probably either New York Times or L'Oreal or Lord and Taylor. One of those three things it must have been because those were our marquee clients when I when I joined the company. Those are pretty big clients for <laughs> for a small startup. Jesus. Yeah, yeah they they were they were good. <laughs> um, what was the last charity you supported financially or with your time, and why? Um, that's a great question. We well, we actually at Giphy we have a we have a. Uh, a part of our company that does a ton of work uh, with charitable organizations. So just recently um, we worked with raising money for the Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. awesome. Just finished that this week. Um, and then the proceeds of the book um, that we sold uh, all went to literacy um, groups on the East coast, East and West coast. That's amazing. I can. Yeah. 
Um, what was your favorite TV series during COVID? Ooh. And streaming services, obviously not just TV. But... Oh, during COVID. Doesn't have to uh, be new. Could be ones you got into. I got into The Godfather during COVID. Or oh, sorry, uh, Sopranos. Start to finish Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I, Pen15 uh, was one of my favorites. was unbelievable. Um, and there's another one I know I'm forgetting. We'll just go with Pen15. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's uh, what's an app on your phone that you can't live without and email doesn't count uh, tie between voice memo and notes voice memo oh. for music demos notes for any crazy idea that pops into my head nice um, what was the uh, most important thing you've ever changed your mind about uh, well, if, per our previous conversation, sound. <laughs> my 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 dad yelled at me for three for three years, saying you gotta have sound. I'm like, Dad, they're gifts. You're too old. You don't get it. Turns uh, out, and he then was yeah. so far ahead of so far ahead of yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sound sounds is is important, even in short form content. <clears throat> um. Hmm. I know the answer to this one based on your answer so far, so I'm not going to ask that one. But uh, Ooh, which one? Now I'm curious. Uh, well, I was going to ask if, if you weren't doing this, this job right now, what would you be doing? And uh, my answer in my head is obviously touring and being a musician. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is a podcast you'd recommend to our listeners? Well, I'm a huge New England Patriots fan, so I have to recommend Patriots Unfiltered, which is the best Patriots podcast out there. But I know anyone who's a sports fan listening to this is most likely groaning. Um, I think <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I love you know having been at a startup. I think how I made this is is always a really interesting podcast. Just hearing the different ways entrepreneurs built and established businesses, and more mm -hmm. importantly, like the pitfalls or the lessons because they're always different. They're always unique. Um, that's always pretty insightful. That's awesome. Second last question is a uh, life hack. What's a life hack you'd be willing to share with our, with our audience? <laughs> uh, well, I have two. They're both right. ridiculous. They're both ridiculous. One is oh, awesome. because I, because I have a three-year-old YouTube premium, um, no ads and you can download content onto your phone. So when you're out at a restaurant, you don't have to panic if you don't have internet service. Um, <laughs> you'd be fair to question me on my parenting skills based on putting a phone in front of him at a restaurant, but you know, we, we do what we can to survive, which leads me to my second <laughs> hack, which is like, apparently if you buy more than six bottles of wine, places tend to give you a 10% discount. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all i got I, if if anyone has any others i'm i'm all ears i like that i think they just give you the, the, the case of wine at that point eh? <laughs> um well awesome um simon i, I really appreciate the time it, it, we, we've got to spend together and for for myself and our audience get to learn more about you thank you so much for the insight um thank you so much for sharing the exciting 
projects that you're working on. Again, this is super exciting for me to hear. I'm a little bit biased because of the industry I work in, but I know that our audience will, will, will love and probably flock over to find out as much about stuff like Giphy Clips as, as possible. And thank you, I think most importantly, for, for settling the, the hard G versus hard J debates. <laughs> I think that's a big one. So um, appreciate the time you've, you've spent with me in the audience today. And yeah, hopefully we get to talk again soon. Awesome. Well, my pleasure, Daryl. Really appreciate you having me on. All right. See you, Simon. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather.